Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. Today, I'm interviewing, again, Stephanie Hubka. Stephanie is a talent development consultant, travel writer, and podcast host on a mission to unlock potential for individuals, teams, and organizations. She is also my accountability partner. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me back. Well, I am excited about this topic, accountability partners. One of my favorites. We both, yeah, I know. We both <laughs> so like believe in this and we're both accountability partners with each other. Yes, so we this are. is going to be awesome. Oh, I can't wait. But before we get started, can you share a little bit about yourself, your background? I know you've been on before, but an updated one with the listeners. Absolutely. My day job is a company that I started a couple of years ago called Protos Learning. And we do training and performance consulting primarily in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, really anything from needs assessment to evaluation. If you are looking to develop training, we are, that's what we're, we're really, you know, kind of looking to help with. And in addition to that, something else I was on uh, to chat about with you a couple, oh gosh, it must have been a year ago, year and a half ago or so, was another company that I started called Road Unraveled. And Road Unraveled focuses on helping organizations identify the benefits to their employees taking vacation time. Really about the transition between all of the great things that you learn and do on vacation and bringing those back into the workplace and applying those to your job once you return. Uh, So really kind of conquering that concept of the work-life balance and really looking at how you can just simply have balance. You know, instead of managing multiple personalities where you're one person at work and one person at home, a way to start to bridge that gap. And a new project that I started recently, (laughs) because, you know, it's always good to stay busy, right? Especially these days. I started a podcast with a friend of mine, which takes a look at all of the lessons that you can learn from air disasters, believe it or not. (laughs) As it turns out, there's a lot of great learning, including not just aviation safety related learning, but learning that the rest of us can really kind of take to heart in our own lives as kind of told through the stories from various aviation disasters. Uh, so the podcast is Take to the Sky, the Air Disaster Podcast. And yeah, it's a, it's been a fun project. There's a lot to learn and incredible just the amount of information that you can start to apply back into your own life. Uh, just kind of hearing some of the incredible you know heroics that can play out at 35,000 feet. Yeah. So I'm obviously seeing a theme here with, <laughs> with you and I. So whether it's escape rooms, air disasters, mm-hmm. vacations, yep. we, well, there's a theme of learning here. Always. Because what is life without learning, right? Exactly. Well, and you and I both love to have our hands in many different projects at any given time because it makes life interesting. Oh, right? it does. It does, especially these days. You know, I think this year especially has been one of those years where you want to look at new things, spread your wings, take an opportunity to try something new. I know many of us have been home for quite a while now, and I've really enjoyed the challenge of finding new things to learn without having to leave home. That's actually one of the reasons the podcast came to be this year. It was something I'd never tried before. And 
you know, seeing how much fun you've had with this podcast, I thought I kind of want to be involved in this area too. And yeah. so it has, it's been a wonderful learning opportunity. Oh, yeah. Well, and because we like to have our hands in so many different projects and we have, shall we call them audacious goals? Oh, yes. That's a good <laughs> yes. word for it. <laughs> audacious. Yeah. It is so important uh, to have an accountability partner. And I know both you and I uh, tout this constantly. I mean, I, I mention it in all of my workshops, right? In yeah. pretty much all that I can do. And I know that you're mentioning it to people on a regular basis. So all the time. Yeah. So today we're talking accountability partners. Can you share what that means to you? Yeah, I can. So for me, accountability and having an accountability partner is really all about setting goals and knowing that there is someone other than yourself who is going to ask you how things are going. It's it's a wonderful way to keep yourself from either setting goals that are too easy or worst of all, not achieving goals. Because on a regular basis, you have someone to check in with who will say, how did it go? And ideally, you're talking with somebody who's going to keep you honest, who's going to, <laughs> you know, somebody that you certainly don't want to let down, but also somebody who really is going to be there to support you no matter what. There are weeks where you hit every goal that you have. There are weeks where you don't hit a single one. And the best part about having an accountability partner is knowing that there's going to be somebody there who can provide insight, guidance, additional resources, or simply someone to celebrate with you when you do what you set out to do. Yeah. Well, and which is why I really enjoy our accountability partnership is, well, the first part is right, is choosing your partner. Yes. Um, in that, in that whole process. And it has to be very much like you said, right? Someone that will support you, but yes. also that <laughs> like, like we were just talking about, I'm not in a writing mood, but I have a lot of writing goals due this week. Mm -hmm. So I may not be doing them today, but I'm going to do them by Friday when I have to email you. <laughs> Because you know I'm going to be looking for an update on that. <laughs> yes. And I wouldn't want to tell you that I didn't get them done, or at least most of them done. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I love that about accountability partners, though, because it, in addition to setting goals, you know that somebody is going to kind of hold your feet to the fire on that a little bit. And I mean that in the nicest of ways. At the end of the week you know whether or not you're about to send an email that says, I did what I set out to do, or you know you're about to send an email that says, I didn't hit the mark. And it's wonderful to have somebody available to react to some of that because sometimes there are really valid reasons why you don't get to achieve everything you wanted. I know a couple of weeks ago, I had sent you a note and said, I didn't get to do everything I wanted to because I had a couple of new proposals uh, come through. You know, I had a few clients yeah. who, who wanted me to send some proposals their way. And that took precedence over some of the work I was planning to do. So there are times where you kind of celebrate the fact that there's a great reason you didn't achieve something. <laughs> but there's that question that you're very good at asking, which is, when are you coming back to that? It doesn't drop off. There's somebody else <laughs> who's making sure that you have not forgotten that you still have this great goal in mind. Yeah. So step one, choosing the right partner. Yes. Right. That you will be able to hold accountable and that you feel will be able to hold you accountable. Absolutely. Then we went into negotiating on like, how often do we report to each other? Right. Uh, what happens? What are we going to report? Um, what happens if 
we accomplish our goals? What happens if we don't accomplish our goals? Can you share more about that negotiation process? Yeah, a big part of it for us in the beginning was trying to figure out what the right intervals would be for checking in. You know, what that process looks like, how often, um, you know, what would make sense based on our schedules. I know back before the pandemic, the two of us traveled quite a bit. I know travel is something we're both starting to get a little more into. And so we identified that it would make most sense for us to check in through email. Weekly seemed to be the right opportunity as far as, you know, having enough time to really make progress on these ambitious, audacious goals that we were talking (laughs) about. And that ended up being probably one of the most important steps. I really appreciated the chance to level set. And it was sort of that first intro into kind of a big theme that I've identified through working with you and having an accountability partner, which is being honest. Know what you can commit to. And that includes how often you can commit to checking in with somebody. If you say, I'll send you an email every day, but you're you're just going to be too busy, that is not going to be a sustainable solution. You know, you're not going to get enough out of that accountability partnership. And you're most likely going to end up disappointing your county accountability partner for reasons you never intended. You know, it's one thing to not meet your goals. It's another thing to go silent or to miss your check-ins regularly. So being honest as part of that negotiation process, I think was something we did really well at as we got started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's um so there's how you check in, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so we decided email. Yep. I've actually heard some people which I'm cuz and that's part of the accountability partners is you really need to negotiate negotiate what works for you, right? right? So I've heard some people call each other and ask each other 10 questions every day. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. that would be a bit much. So Oh, depending so we on We negotiated schedule. weekly. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which works for us and email because it works for us, but it yes. has to be every Friday, right? Exactly. And one thing we've been doing recently are monthly video check-ins, which yes. has been fantastic. And I've really been excited about them because it's sort of taken the concept of accountability and partnership to a different level because we have the opportunity to check in on all of the things that are going on, but even do a little bit of deeper brainstorming and resource sharing and things like that. So, yeah. you know, kind of another way that, you know, working with a, an accountability partner might be beneficial, especially now. I think everybody has a Zoom account. Everybody is online. And if you don't suffer from Zoom fatigue, it can be great to be able to <laughs> see somebody and have some of those co- conversations firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and which also brings the point of uh, the relationship can always be evolving. Right. So we normally do weekly check ins. We do those normally. We do those. That's the basis of it. Right. And then then we've stepped into this monthly video call to really help push because we have set some, shall we call them epically audacious goals? Oh my gosh. Have we ever? 2021. Have we ever? (laughs) So we've stepped it up and now we've added that. I have found though, um, I did try a couple of like uh, book writing accountability partnerships with a couple of other people. And they wanted to check in once a month. And at least for me, and I'm I'm guessing most people, a check-in once a month, um, it just, it doesn't keep 
the motivation going. It just doesn't feel like you're still in contact with each other. So I would definitely recommend, you know, more than that, at least. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think it there probably isn't enough intensity to that kind of a partnership. You know, you do want someone who's going to feel like they're part of your support system more regularly than monthly. I think it's very easy for those relationships to fall off, especially if you're not otherwise in contact with that person. So I agree. I think weekly tends to be a good place to start. You know, if you're, you're thinking about finding an accountability partner and you're thinking about giving this a try, weekly is a good place to start. But I love the idea of it evolving, which is very much what we've done. You may find that weekly is simply not enough and daily is better. You may also find that bi-weekly or maybe even monthly is a good fit based on you and your partner's needs and the projects you're working on. But it does make a lot of sense to make that part of that initial negotiation process. Yeah. I like that word intensity too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It keeps the intensity going. So, and there's different types of accountability partnerships, right? Like ours is a long-term going after your goals, your weekly goals kind of thing. I know like in some of my classes, like let's say basics of coaching, um, they've been through an experience with someone for the last three hours uh, in the class. Mm -hmm. They may or may not know them before the class, right? So I encourage them to have at least temporary um, to solidify the learning accountability partner. So, yeah, so they can be long-term, they can be temporary, they can be, you know, you can have multiple accountability partners at any one time for different things. You can, you can. And you may find there's a lot of benefit to those kinds of relationships, especially if you find that you work on a number of different projects. I think something that's fairly unique for the two of us is that we are always working on new things. We are always (laughs) building. We are always innovating. Always. And I think that we thrive on connecting every week because it's that opportunity to check in with somebody who's like-minded, who understands that your goals may span just an enormous number of projects (laughs) and needs. I mean, some weeks you may have goals on building up social media presence, but also business building, connecting in with potential clients and often self-care. And it may seem like those goals are disconnected, but because of how we work and because of the relationship that we have and that we've built through this, it's a lot easier for us to understand and support. So if you have an accountability partner who can do all of that for you, that's great. But I think the point you make about multiple accountability partners is really important. You may not find everything that you need from a single partner. And you can have really as many accountability partners as you feel that you can support because it's yeah. a way street, right? Like you are looking for support in your goals, but the other half of that is you're supporting somebody as they move forward with theirs. So you don't necessarily want to have 10 accountability partners if you can't handle that number of check-ins. You know, maybe you are superhuman and you can, but (laughs) most people probably are are better served to have a number that's a little bit easier to manage. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Who am I supposed to report to today? What am I supposed to share? That wasn't the right set of goals. That was for someone else. Yeah. Yeah, Avoiding that is a really smart move. (laughs) (laughs) So now what are some of the benefits that you found after, after, so we've we've chosen our partner, we've negotiated the reporting process. What are some of the benefits you found from the process? I think the biggest benefit is that 
it has really helped me to expand my thinking. And I mean that in a couple of ways. One is that it's brought kind of a new meaning about what it means to think honestly. When you set goals, I think it can be so easy to just shoot for the moon. You know, there's that whole concept, shoot for the moon. And if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Well, it can also be very easy to not land anywhere. Sometimes it can be very easy just to not even really get started. And what I've really appreciated is the fact that I've benefited from being able to be very honest. I don't have to set huge goals every week because not every week is a huge goal week. Sometimes a week is simply about getting very specific things done so that you can have a bigger week or you can focus on other things later on. So being honest about your capacity, being honest about your interests, you know, it might sound good to have a goal about reaching out to 10 prospective clients in a week. But if you find that you just don't really want to do that, you know, you that's just not something that you're interested in doing in that moment. You don't put that down. You know, that's not going to be yeah. what you share. So that has been a big benefit. And I will also say another benefit has been broadening my understanding of the definition of success. I've come to appreciate success as being much more of a journey as opposed to a destination. I'm not yeah. out to achieve success as, you know, meaning I'm not out to say at some point in my life, I will simply have attained success and that's it. There's nothing more to try for. I recognize now that success appears in many different ways. And by having a relationship with an accountability partner, I see success in the little things as well as the big things. And I find that I experience more joy in what I do because I can see how each step is a success within itself and is also contributing to the bigger picture items that I'd like to achieve. Oh, huge, right? Yeah. It's, it yeah. was enormous for me when I started to make that realization. Yeah. And, and I love to, uh, about what you said about honesty, about capacity, because that's something yes. I struggled with before. I would set like yes. these long, long ass list of goals. Oh my <laughs> right? gosh. Before, before we started reporting to each other. And then I'm like, yeah. okay, wait a minute. Um, what if I don't get something done? I don't want to report. I didn't get something done. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So it helped with the capacity, but on, on the flip of that, it also, uh, especially when I haven't been motivated, you know, the weeks I haven't been motivated, I yeah. got so much more done than I would have mm-hmm. if I wasn't reporting to you on a Friday. <laughs> I am. I am. This is one of those you. weeks. <laughs> and, and the thing is, there's, there's a little bit of joy in that kind of thing too, because uh-huh. we all have them. And it's nice to see when other people do have them because it really, it, it's that reminder you're not alone in this. We're yes. human beings, you know, especially this year being probably one that's particularly stressful for many people, at the very least, it's unusual for people. It can be very easy to think, I am the only one not getting things done. And it's wonderful sometimes when you get an email that's like, you know what, this wasn't my week. Because you know, even if it was your week, and a couple of weeks when it's not, you can be honest about what that experience was like. And exactly. if you want to brainstorm or debrief or something, that's what you have a partner for. So yeah. I think that has been just more helpful than I can possibly express as far as, you know, kind of being more, you know, 
honest about what you're doing. And, you know, yeah, frankly, even with, with goal setting activities themselves, one thing that I've really come to appreciate is, and I'll, I'll kind of go back to when we first started working together as accountability partners. Something that I would do in the beginning, you know, I would, I'd kind of think through like, what, what goals do I have? And then I almost had this unneeded filter, which was, does this goal sound good? You know, is ah. this goal impressive? Does oh. this sound like I'm trying to do something? And uh-huh. there were times where before hitting send, I would look at that list and I would think, this doesn't even sound like you. This isn't stuff <laughs> you would do. This has nothing to do with what success is going to look like for you. Uh-huh. And it was almost that, you know, almost an additional level of honesty because I, I would ask myself, why is this goal on the list? And if the goal was, well, it sounds good. And I think maybe Chris would like to see it or she'd think I'm doing the right thing. That's not a good goal. A good goal exactly. is going to get you where you want to go. A good goal is not going to impress somebody else. Yeah. I love that you said that too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because some weeks, um, some weeks the goal is, well, I plan to get out of bed five yep. times a day. This Absolutely. Week. <laughs> Absolutely. And that often is... Wonderful, very acceptable goal to have. <laughs> you know, shower. Yeah. <laughs> Cooking. I, I hope meal. to shower, you know, maybe once every other day this week. No. <laughs> well, I think we've, we've both had times where we've had exercise on our. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't always have to be professional goals. Sometimes it's things like I am committed to working out three times this week. And I know for me, a lot of times those pop up for me because as I'm looking through my list of accomplishments, I'm seeing patterns and some of them become very self-care oriented. I'm seeing that I've achieved a lot. And because of that, I'm also recognizing I haven't taken time for myself. I am tired. I have not been working out. I am mostly stationary at a desk. And I start to understand, you know, I I don't like how I feel. I like my productivity, but I don't feel good right now. What do I need to do? And so it's been kind of fun to see periodically one of one or both of us, frankly, will populate our goal list yep. a couple of you know little self-care things. Like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get out and walk five times this week or something like that. Yeah. Well yeah and I love to because along those lines with that is that you don't have to report out everything that you're doing that week. Like right. I noticed that pops up in our goal set when at least for me in particular, when it's a, a week that I know I'm going to struggle to do that. Yes. <laughs> right. So right. I'm normally working out, you know, three to five times a week. But if I know I'm going to have trouble doing it, I've got to put it on my goal set mm-hmm. so that I'll be reporting that I did it. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, with walking, that was on my list last year. But I'm now in a habit where I wake up every morning and go out for a four and a half mile walk. My goal this year is 10,000 steps a day, every day. And I don't include walking on my list of goals every week because it's now habit. So I'm going to achieve that whether or not I report it to you. So that's not something where I would ask you to focus your attention when it comes to where I might be able to use some support or what successes I'd like to celebrate with you. Yeah. The goals do adapt over time. Yeah. Yeah. And and then and then the point being is that you also you don't have to report everything you're like if we had reported our task list to each other mm-hmm. every week 
Oh my God, the emails would be pages long, oh right? My, but it's really just reading. those things. <laughs> it would be like, no, I don't want to. No. Uh, but it's, it's really those things that we need that extra support on. So really, essentially, you make the rules with your accountability partner. You know, what works for you? There's no expectations. Um, it's a benefit for for all of us for mm-hmm. many different reasons, right? I do want to cover though, before we end is ideas for when you shouldn't be using an accountability partner, Ooh, just to give people a little question. bit of a contrast and, and to maybe to spark your ideas there. One thing I was thinking of is, for example, when I embarked on a weight loss journey um, last December, weight loss slash health journey last December, I knew that if I had put it in as just a weekly goal, that first of all, I wasn't quite motivated to do it initially. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I needed, yeah. So I needed a little bit more of a, um, uh, you know, get off your ass and go do stuff. Yes. <laughs> so I wasn't going to put that on you. So I got a weight loss coach for that one. So that would be an example of if I'm not exactly motivated, um, or is it something that I truly desire? I'm not going to put that on my regular accountability partner. I'm going to, you know, hire someone that specializes in that area mm-hmm. to help motivate me more. So that would be an example of when I wouldn't use an accountability partner. Do you do you have any in in your uh, in your thought processes? You know what you just shared got me thinking. There are times where you may have goals that really do require some specialized knowledge or yeah. would benefit from somebody with coaching experience or um, you know, a specialty in something very specific. So weight loss is a really good one. Your accountability partner may not have the expertise to be able to provide you with what you need. And yeah. so it would make sense to specialize. But I think something else, and I think that this kind of builds on something you were sharing. If you're not if you don't feel that you are going to be accountable to the goal yourself, there's very little that an accountability partner <laughs> is going to be able to do for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, I think that's just the way it is. If you are, if what you're looking for is someone to do it for you, or you're looking for somebody <laughs> who will harass you until you do it yourself, it yeah. will not be a productive relationship. You're going to start to feel upset, maybe kind of hostile toward this person. Even though yeah. you've invited this in, there is still somebody who is constantly harassing you to get your work done. You may yeah. find that you start to ignore those emails, that you don't pick up the phone. So that's not going to be very successful for you. If it's something that you just, you know, I guess if you just don't find it's that meaningful for you, an accountability partner is not going to add meaning into your goals. They'll help you. They'll support you. But the meaning and the passion behind that and your drive, no accountability partner can instill that in you. You have to bring that to the table for yourself. Yeah. Well stated. Yeah. So you need to have that desire to go after your goals. And what an accountability partner essentially does is just help you have a sec. Uh, no, what, what, what words am I looking for? Uh, mm. I don't know. A sec, <laughs> like that, another level of someone that's there that cares that's reporting, but you need to be able to pilot the ship yourself. This person just kind of helps you. I don't know what what's the word guide the what analogy well, guide the, like guide the, the ship, ship a little basically. bit yeah like <laughs> yeah no I, I think that's exactly it you need somebody who can help you I mean 
you really have to be the one who's who's steering the ship. You have an accountability yeah. partner who is there to provide support. They're the ones who are, you know, they're they're assisting with various tasks. They might be able to give you the resources you're looking for, connect you to people who can help. They're really there though to make sure that you feel supported in what you're doing. But yeah. As far as where you're going and how you get there, so much of that has to come from you. And if it's not important for you to identify what that path forward is going to look like, your accountability partner is not going to be able to answer those questions for you. So yeah, those are times where I think an accountability partner is not going to provide you with what you need. You know, it just exactly. I, I, if anything, an accountability partner would probably complicate things for you until you have the clarity <laughs> yes. and the focus that you're looking for to know why that goal is important and why it is going to be worth the time and energy invested. I love that. Again, well stated. So, just to summarize, and then I want to ask you for your final piece of advice in this area. Um, so, first of all, you need to be very clear, right, on what you will want to accomplish. And what you will utilize an accountability partner for. And it can be in a very specific area in your life, or it can be just your general goals. For us, it's our general weekly goals for ourselves and our businesses, right? Then you're very careful in choosing that partner. It needs to be someone that you're going to be honest with, that you feel bad reporting that you didn't get something done, right? And then you negotiate with each other on how often are we going to report? Um, how, what medium are we going to use to report to each other? Um, and then you go from there and you negotiate continually. It evolves, it changes, uh, whatever works for both partners. Anything else to add to that? Did I summarize? Uh? I think that's an excellent summary. And the Yay. only the only thing I would add is when you think about accountability partners, it's a good idea to consider their role in both the short term as well as the long term because they will be there to help you week to week. But if you're fortunate and you know you end up in a situation like the one that we enjoy, you may find that you have a very long lasting partnership that can inspire you to tackle things that you would have thought were well beyond your capacity and your knowledge and your skill set. And you may find that you simply are able to achieve a lot more because you took the time to invest in this kind of a relationship. I love that. Those epically audacious goals. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you don't achieve every goal alone. In fact, most of them require a little bit of support. And for so many of them, that support can be wonderfully derived from accountability partnerships. Yay. Any final piece of advice uh, or any kind of final parting wisdom for the, the audience members? The best advice would be to get started. Find yes. someone, whether it's in your network, um, LinkedIn is a great place to go. Uh, if you're part of a group or, or something aligned with your profession, some of your, your interests, that can be a wonderful place to turn if you don't know somebody. There's no reason, though, that somebody from your personal or professional circle wouldn't be a great accountability partner for you. So think a little bit about what you're looking for. And the first step is to get started, make that connection. And you may be surprised by how many other people would be interested in benefiting from this kind of relationship too. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for being my accountability partner. Well, thank you. It has been a fun couple of years and I'm excited for many, many more. Yes. <laughs>
If you'd like to learn more about Stephanie and all that she's doing in this world, visit her website at stephaniehubka.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-H-U-B-K-A.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.